Hello, welcome to Human Tech, a podcast about the intersection between humans and technology. My name is Guthrie. I'm here with Susan. Hello. Hi, Guthrie. And uh, happy January. Yeah. Uh, we are in the middle of the very cold spell yeah. that's uh, that's that's going around. And you are Wisconsin. Can you please tell the audience in centigrade or approximately centigrade? Oh no, I don't oh, know centigrade. No. Uh, oh. you, I, you can you can do it in freedom units, and I I can translate. Okay. Um, well, we you know it's very warm here for us, like in in mid January we would expect to be much colder than this. So for us right now, today I think the high was minus 7 Fahrenheit, which is what, centigrade? Uh, one of the, it's, I'm going to have, I, I, I could take a guess. That would be a negative 21 Celsius. Celsius. Yeah, negative 21. Uh, things get weird because they're both the same at negative 40. Oh, Right, okay. so yeah, it's hard. It's somehow sometimes hard to get that conversion. Yeah. Right? Anyway, it's you know normally at this time of year it'd be very common for the high to be minus twenty Fahrenheit, which would be what Celsius. Uh, that's going to be um, minus twenty-eight Celsius. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so even though. It's for this year because it's an El Nino or something. Is quite cold. Minus seven Fahrenheit is not that cold for yeah. me. Yeah. So I don't like it. But though. the summers are nice. Let's. Uh, the summers are beautiful here. Let's uh, let's move on to our topic. I just okay. To... Sorry, I wanted to talk about weather a whole bunch more, but no. <laughs> Well, we should do two hours on two hours on local weather, weather in Wisconsin. So today's topic is yeah. about something that you know I think a lot of people, and including us, we've been guilty of this over the years. We got some stuff wrong, and um, what? I, I we, we never got anything <laughs> wrong. I think over the last couple of years, people have been. You know, everyone's looking for like the next thing. What's the okay? next big thing? I um. I watch. I've been watching some videos. I've been reading some posts about screens, and I've been formulating some thoughts. And I wanted to sort of we talk about that today. You want to talk about screens? We'll talk about screens. So um, over, I don't know, a couple of years ago, you know, I, I'm not going to do a whole history of screens. Obviously, okay, the good. the graphical user interface kind of came about but even before then you had the character user interface so we've been doing screens as the input for technology for 50 years now mm, i would say years. it's been a long time since 40, we've been let's say you 40. know yeah so basically you have some sort of input maybe keyboard you know maybe a mouse maybe touch screen and a screen yeah. And that, that has been sort of the way we have interacted with computers for a long, long time. time. And so we are approaching an inflection point where for the last, I would say, decade, people have been trying to figure out, okay, we've been stuck here with screens for a while. Well, we've been What's messing around with next? screens. You know, when the, we've been messing around with screens too. 
because, you know, the iPhone, and so now the computer was in your hand. And it's still a screen. It's still a screen, but it, they, the screens got really small, and then they got big, and then they got really big. So now you can have a really big screen, or you can have a really tiny screen, but I still will, screens. Let's, let's put smartphones aside. Literally? You want me to take my smartphone? For just, just for aside? a moment. Okay. Um, because in some ways... A smartphone is a little different, and I know that sounds strange, but um, it's a little more like a notebook. Like mm -hmm. you know, like you're, you're like you're drawing on a little piece of paper, or I'm trying to anal analyze. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh is the cold boy. getting uh -oh. to your head? Uh oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'm I'm trying to sort of draw a parallel between. Uh, you know, what humans are naturally good at and what yes. we kind of prefer yeah. and, um, you know, screens versus not. So let's, let's, let's put smartphones just to the side, just for okay. simplicity for the moment. We will come okay. back, to, we'll come back to smartphones. Okay. Um, but it, most of the way that we've been interacting have been the screen. So people are trying to figuring out, okay, what's the what's next big next? thing? What happens, and right. so, right. So, so for a little bit, it was like voice interfaces, voice everything interface. will be voice and you'll have a chat bot right. and you'll do right. stuff. You'll just talk. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll get into that, but that seems to maybe not be the path forward. And then it was, um, you know, now we're like, okay, VR, AR, that's actually sort of the future, right? So, Although there's still screens. There's still screens, but like Different. the interface isn't a screen, if that makes sense. So, for example, yeah. in a in a AR device, you're wearing a screen, but to you it yeah. just looks like looks, a room. You're not your, looking your at your a vision. room. It's yeah, just, it looks a, like your vision. The, and VR the is the same thing. would be fancy glasses, right? Yeah, so that's not, yeah. it's not really a screen. You're looking at the world, but it's being, you know, projected upon. Yes. Um, and of course, the ultimate, ultimate, ultimate version of that, the end game, yeah. is the Star Wars "Help Me, Obi Wan" holographic thing, right? So there are no screens. There's like holographic projections that you can see, but it's still visual. Oh yes, it's just still visual. Yes, yeah, still but visual, but not a screen. But not a screen. And so, yeah. So those yeah. are sort of the two. You know, but yeah. so we're not saying they're related. But people have been looking to, okay, what's the thing after screens? Yeah. And um, I there's a, there's a there's an article that I read. Yeah. Called uh, "Screens Are Good," comma actually, and it sort of makes an impassioned plea for, you know, people are always trying to think of the next thing after screens but like what if screens actually are the way to go and there's a similar i watched a similar video um by a youtuber and he talked about crabs so crabs yeah now i'm taking him at his word i don't know a whole lot about crabs but apparently in the animal kingdom yes um obviously there are crabs that look like crabs and yes, they act like are. crabs and they have yes. sort of crab-like features you're crabby but there are many other species that are not crabs that have over time evolved to sort of be crab-like. So they're actually not in the crab family. Oh, I see what you're saying. But they're, they're the sort of family, like... But now they have crab crabish features. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so there's something about the crab that is just like this... Um, yeah, yeah, it's called car 
carcinization, carcinization, uh, which is a form of convergent evolution in which non-crab crustaceans evolve a crab-like body plan. Um, because it, it must have some advantages. Uh, yeah. So, for example, um, king crabs are actually yeah. not crabs. Uh, uh, evolved from a hermit crab. Um, oh. A porcelain crab, which is actually closely related to a lobster. Uh, there are, you know, hermit crabs, um, which are not crabs. And then there, of course, there are true crabs, which are true crabs. Um, so anyways, I'm not going to pretend I know a whole lot about it, but it's just this idea that there's sort of like, I don't want to say an ultimate, you know, best whatever end game, but yeah. there are certain things that just work and okay. the paths tend to converge. Okay. Now he was making this point. Um, and stop me if I'm, if I'm rambling too much or not making any sense, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, you, you know. mean I should have stopped you when we started the podcast. That's great. That's a good, episode. that's good. That's good. That's good. No, no, uh, no, I, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm teasing. I'm I know you're kidding. I'm just, I'm waiting. Guy. I'm waiting. Um, should I, should I continue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So he was making that point in regard to screens. Yeah. Screen evolution. So there are multiple screen technologies. We talked about a little bit about them last episode because we did sort of a CES roundup. And for the first time in years, it does feel like there's some big progress being made in screen technology. Mm -hmm. And what he sort of, he made the crab point because there used to be LCDs, right? Yeah. The LCDs, liquid crystal displays, they've been around for a long time. Then there was OLEDs. Yeah. Right? And OLEDs, you know, the, the whole thing was, well, the, the way an LCD works is there's always a backlight on. Yeah. And so you block out as much light as you can, but it's always going to be that kind of gray thing. Yeah. But when it's bright, it's actually really nicely bright. Mm -hmm. And um, it can switch pixels really fast. Mm -hmm. Okay. And OLED, when it's black, it's totally off. Yeah. And it's much thinner because it's much more simple. It's just yeah. like lights. But they can't get as bright and they burn out or burn in or, you know, like like they fade over time. And so there are like downsides to OLEDs. Yeah. And then there's this other technology called micro LED. Okay. Which is like MLED is basically in instead of having um, a one... It, 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 Instead of having a backlight with pixels, yeah, the pixels are the backlight. There is no backlight. Okay, you just have each pixel is actually a, an an LED, like you'd have in an LED light bulb. Yeah. Okay, but they're so small and so close together yeah. that they become the pixels. Yeah, That's benefits are right when it's off. It's when it's are black. Those, it's off. Are, the, are those out? Yes, they are coming. Now, are they like $100,000? Yes. Okay. So and the other problem is that instead. they can't quite get them close enough. Yeah. So the th the thing the thing with um with with that sort of technology with the LEDs and many people call that like the holy grail of screens. Cuz okay. like if we can get get it where instead of having pixels, it's just yeah. 
the light source the is light the light source, source and yeah. then, and then there's the, uh, the problem is the assembling of them because you think of a 4k display it's like yeah. 4000 by whatever it's a ton it's millions and millions and millions of pixels right and the problem is is that right now they have to put each pixel next to each yeah. other oh yeah that and it just takes forever I don't so like they need to develop a technology where they can just print the leds on right. a sheet, on and the sheet. They're, they're working on that kind of stuff so, so there are obviously these, drawbacks to that because of heat but and you, space would and you cost. consider these all screens yeah, yeah, yeah. These are all okay. these are all screen technologies. Okay. But the thing that's in, that he that he said that was interesting was even though they all have benefits and they all have drawbacks in their yeah. own way, um, right? Some are cheaper, some are more expensive, some are brighter, some are darker, some have better contrast, some switch faster. They are all converging into a central like screen grab. Like like it's not like. Um, you mean. A- converging into a sense well you can think of like maybe back in the 80s there were different kinds of screens right there was like the old timex watch screen you know oh, like the, the calculator just, screen not, yeah yeah and there were crts yeah and there were like there were different screens for different purposes yeah and it seems like now all of the different screen technologies yeah. are converging into one ultimate thing yeah. It's which is to be a relatively cheap to have perfect blacks when yeah. the when when you want black it looks like it's off. Yeah. To be bright, really bright. Yeah. Really bright. Great color accuracy. Yeah. Fast pixel response time and lasts a long time. And so okay. like OLED they weren't bright. So they've been making a lot of strides to make OLEDs brighter. Yeah. And LCDs, they weren't black when they were off, and they've been making a lot of strides to make them blacker. So, like, in so, like, all these technologies are converging into like one ultimate perfect thing. And so, he used this analogy of the crap. Okay, so this brings us now to the to the part where I kind of bring you in, which is, which is, what if like, what if screens, which we've had with us forever and ever and ever. What if like they are the the crab? Like screens are just actually really good and there's not a better way that humans want to interact with something. And uh did you did you look at uh what is it? It was humane which no. it, w- w- that was the that was the little dev- like the AI pin oh, that yeah, was a replacement yeah, yeah. that, that doesn't have a screen. Your hand. There's a little projector that did like a something but most of you like talk to it and and so, yeah. and so there was, you know, people used it and, you know, it was just like, you know, I, I don't know, is this really how we want to interact with technology where there's a camera that constantly monitors everything we do and then gives us inputs and then or outputs and we have to communicate it in some way. Like, yeah, that thing doesn't sound like a good like, idea. Like, I hope they didn't. Why would a, a screenless? Why is a screenless future good? Right? Maybe screens actually are the future, just like they were the past. And so this is this is my this is I'll, I will stop. I'm sorry for the really long preamble and amble and postamble. But so let's let let's just take a pause, and okay. I want to hear your thoughts about the user interface and the human necessity of screens in the same way that like 
dials will always be a thing because we humans we have we were evolved from monkeys we like to grab and turn and push and button like buttons i don't think buttons we're not going to evolve past buttons I don't know. We kind of are because they're all becoming digital on a screen. And then everyone hated them and it was like, bring us the buttons back. No, they're still, but in a lot of cases, they're not bringing the buttons back. Well, that's maybe true. Uh, you can, I, I in, in fairness of that, like, like iPhones, they yeah. have the haptic feedback. So when you press it, it's not really a button, but it does sort of feel like a button. Yeah. When you press it, so, yeah. but yes, screens, thoughts. Okay. Can you ask me a specific question? Do you think that screens are the, if, is there, there, is there something about the way we interact with technology where screens are sort of the best way to do that or in the most fun way to do that? I don't know. You know, it really depends on how technology, but about what you mean by technology, to tell you the truth. Because if you're taught, we're so used to screens if we're communicating with what we think is a computer device. You know, we just have this really strong mental model which is, oh, I'm going to go online. I'm going to open this software. I'm going to open this app, and I'm going to do something with it. I'm going to look up information. I'm going to fill out a form, all that stuff, and we expect to do it with a screen. So if you're going to change um, so if you're talking about interacting with computers as we know them today, then I think it would be a very hard change to change screens. Uh, you, you know, you'd really have to, you know, work to change the mental model. And as we've seen so far, that hasn't gone particularly well. So, you know, uh, what was all the all the stuff that was supposed to be sewn into your shirt, you know, special fabric. So if you wanted to make a phone call, you just brushed your arm. Just uh, sort of, uh, well, forget about, forget about the, where, what exists so far. No, but blah, I'm blah, just blah. saying. But I, yeah, the, one of the features very, was the people, interacting with your hands, hand right, gestures and, for and everything. And as you meant, right, hand gestures. And as you mentioned, you know, speech. So, there have been attempts to get us away from screens, and we resist it. Um, now, part of that is just we're so used to that mental model, and part of it might be what you're talking about, which is maybe this really is the best way to interact. But, 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 I think what, what we also have to think about is if the if the model changed about, let's see, how am I trying to say this? Really, we're still talking about what's the best way to interact with a computer or um, the internet, or right? But if you're if technology changed drastically, then maybe 
the way we interact with it could change drastically. But if you're talking about, no, let's just say, you know, technology, there's just, there's still software and there's still apps and there's still internet. And it's just, how do we interact with those things? Then possibly the screen will stay, but I think it's just part of it is, um, I mean, just think about, I'm going to be boring, but just think about when we've made these big shifts, right? Like we shifted from horses to cars. That was a big shift. And the way you interact with a horse and a buggy is not really the way you interact with a car. Even though they both kind of do the same thing, they get you from place A to place B, really different interaction. Um, you know, the shift from radio to TV. Yeah, well, that is that is a change of senses. So because that's gonna, radio that's be was big. how we got communication from the world, right? They were, we got entertainment and news and it came over the radio. And then it shifted, and we got entertainment and news over the TV. Now, here, okay, so this is where things get a little interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll we'll try to do one at a time because there's it's too easy, and this is such a broad topic you can get carried away in the weeds. Let's start. Let's start with the car. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. We did go from the horse to, to and buggy to the car. I yeah. suppose that is a difference. Yep. But there was also a bicycle in there. And a bicycle is pretty similar to, kind of similar to a car. It's closer mm-hmm. to a car than a horse, I think. <laughs> or you could argue, if you're if if you are driving a horse and buggy, right? You steer. You're steering it in the same way we do a steering wheel with the horses. You know, so maybe it's maybe it's sort of similar. I don't know. So I'll just I'll just put that there. And the second part, the second one you said was really interesting because yes, we went from radio, which was auditory, to yes. television, which was visual. Yes. But before radio, it was um either like actors in person, yeah, or books, which was visual. So we yes. went from visual to audio, and that was fun for a little bit, but really we wanted to go back to visual. Well, and this is or, something- Or yeah. even better, we went from audio and visual, which is like watching the Shakespeare play, to audio only, which was radio, and we wanted to go back to audio and visual. Well, um, well, the difference between, you know, a play and radio or a play and television is the mass communication, right? Well, yeah, that was definitely a difference. But just from a from a user perspective, well, right? Okay. You can do it from so, home. But. You know, we are very visual animals. Humans are very visual. We like we like um, to receive visual stimuli. I mean, reading is visual. Uh, let's. Can we talk about the senses? I'm glad you you yes, brought up the senses. Absolutely. So this is one of the biggest arguments for why screens will never go away. 
or not even go away, but like why screens should be the way we communicate with technology. So a lot of times when people are showing a future of like communicating in a way that's not a screen with a computer, it's some person in their giant suburban house all alone with no one around like cooking some broccoli or something. Right. Or like going on a jog and they're like, set a timer for 15 minutes or whatever it is. Yeah. Okay. They never show them in a, like a New York city subway train car with 40 other people or on an airplane or like, you know, in the office. Right. Right. Like imagine working in a cramped office with a, you know, bunch of stuff and literally everyone is just yelling at an right. AI right. assistant constantly. Right. Right. And then there's like a microphone and there's a thousand AI assistants like blasting, you right. know? So, so like it's all fun and games until there's 40 people in a subway car all trying to talk to their smart wrist ch- right. chat bot at the same time. So a screen is really nice because it's quiet. So you can yeah. use it in quiet places. Yeah. Everyone can be using their device without everyone else hearing or seeing what yeah. they're doing. And so there's like a bunch of people can all be, you know, in a spot using the technology without bothering other people. Right. And that is now, no, I guess you could do it. So, so I don't know how else, how else can we get information? The only way I can see that we get information in is either through audit auditory, you know, we could get like bumps or vibrations or something, but I don't think we, that's like, it's not going to tell us who won the football game if we have like a device that's like buzzing in our necks or something. So haptics. Well, okay. You can do well, something with well, haptics, but. Uh, well, hap- you know, the research, <laughs> haptics is very interesting. But if I want to text you, right? And I say, text Susan this, okay? And then I get a response back. that's like, right. right? Like I need a screen so I can see what the message is. Not necessarily. You actually can. It, there's some interesting research. Um, uh, I think the guy's name is Dave Eagleman. I know the research, but I don't know if that's good enough. If people, that like, is everyone going to be starting doing Morse code? Uh, it's not Morse code, by the way. But um, haptics are interesting, and I think we downplay them. However, however, there's one, I understand what you're saying, but there's one other if we're really talking about the future, there's yeah. one other. Uh, so yes, if we talk about our the senses, same thing. our senses are hearing, sight, smell, taste, and touch. Well, or this the 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 the, the last sense is a uh, uh, connection directly into the directly brain. Directly into the brain. So maybe right. that's that was the, that's the, one the answer. I was going to yeah, bring I, up. I know, I know. You I saw knew I was going there. there. Yeah, because there are brain interfaces. So that would be, that would be. Maybe that's, the, maybe that's the holy grail of it all. The, that would be the other, I, as far as I can think, that's the only other place to go. So, now, uh, first of all, Let's pause for before we go there because, you know, then there's like, um, you know, we could go to uh, 
you know, a, a contact lens that you put in your eye and then the screen is this right is there. the This is the AR, VR, it's like, right, or That's the or, same as the hologram thing. It is. It is. It's yeah. just like putting it in your body instead of something outside your outside body. But it's still, you know, visual. Um, I mean, so again, on. I do think holograms is maybe like the perfect way to go about things. But the other way to do it would be the brain interfaces. Yep. So so the thing I want to say about brain interfaces is obviously that's a totally different world. That's a totally different world. And I I just want to say there are multiple ways that that might happen. And obviously one way is the visual cortex where like, it's like AR, but only you can see it because it's going straight to your visual cortex. That's right. But another way to do it is... Where's the Eiffel Tower? What city is the Eiffel Tower in? Paris. How do you know that? Right? You just know it's like you just know it, right? It's just yeah. like your brain is like this is what it is. Yeah. So it, it, there's a way in which I I see that like if you if you're connected directly to the brain, like you don't have to get the signal. You don't have to see it pop up in your visual cortex or something or hear it in your brain or whatever you would just you just know it right so what do i know well i know that you know you want to meet me for lunch at the deli how do i know it i just know right because the the signal has come directly into my brain and you well, sent and me you a message know, you, and uh, you, so you it doesn't can, you don't need to go through the layer of reading right. and blah, blah, blah. and you can and you can uh, you know it you can go the other way as well. So I can, I can think something and that is communicated. And that is that. Yeah. Now let's, let's, let's put a pause on that because if, if we're just like thinking and communicating directly brain to brain, the the world is totally different and none of the rules apply. And like, it's a dystopia or a utopia or like that, that changes a lot of stuff. Yeah. So let's let's just put that. You want to put that one aside. I want to put that one aside. All right. Because so you want to talk. Who about, knows what that'll okay. look like? All right. Well, then but you're I, you're a hundred percent right that that is like maybe that's that's maybe the the way you get past screens. But as long as we are constrained through you know our little fleshy our senses, you know human human kind of senses, um, screens have a lot to offer. Uh, they, it allows us to be in the real world, like 80% of the way, if mm. we want. Mm. And we can, we can, we can look in the digital, but then we can look not in the digital. Yeah. Versus, for example, an AR VR lens where we're always in the we're, digital. Yes, yes. You know, you can't, you can't, you, it's hard to take a break. Separate it. Yep. You know, um, it is, uh, you don't have to wear anything on your head. You don't have to deal with, um, yeah. uh, the, the, the physical encumbrance of a screen. Yeah. It's, uh, very adaptable in which you can have a cell phone close to your face. You can sit back in a movie theater. There's a lot of different ways that you can use screens. The screen tech is still progressing. They are um, going to get better and brighter and uh, more responsive. 
Uh, you know what I think would be a big change with screens that would be extremely useful? In what? Screens, big screens, and I mean this the, mobility. So you, I mean, I know you can pick up your mobile and walk around and stuff. So, but that's still a little screen. I w- if if screens could become, you know, what happens with screens, and we spend so much time with our computers and online. I mean, you and I are doing this podcast and we're doing it. Staring at a screen. We're staring at a screen and uh, a camera and a screen. So I'm now locked, you know, like I can't move to, if I move to, if I move more than a few inches, I'm not in the camera anymore. And if I, even if I wasn't on camera, if I moved too far, I can't see the screen anymore. Right. If we could do something, I think a big improvement would be something that allows us to move. Because what I wanted to say was, you know, we're talking we're talking about the senses, which is true. The five senses. Sight, hearing, taste, smell, touch. But the thing we're forgetting is is not a sense, but it's a very important part about being human and interacting with our world is we move we move in the world we go from place to place we walk around we turn around we move our bodies and right now screen technology has us tied to one spot and this is i think this is you know a huge thing and with all the Online meetings and everything else—it's uh, it's an issue. I think that we've all become a lot more aware of than perhaps we were before. It's just how stationary we are, which is you know, it's not good for our health and is annoying. And so, um, I don't know. There was this. This is not the answer, but there was these. Uh, I don't know what happened to these. When the whole online meeting thing was getting popular pre-pandemic, so I'm talking about the very first iterations of online video meetings, there there was this there was a company I don't remember who it was, and it had a screen on a stick on wheels, and you could wheel the person. So if you're having a meeting, you just grab the person and you wheel them around wherever you want them. Um, did you do you remember that? Uh, I yeah, I don't think that was particularly popular. I've never no. seen one really in use, and I haven't heard anything about it in a long time. So that was a startup that probably didn't make it. But, uh, but just this idea that we could be more mobile. Uh, I I think yeah. there's something there. Well, I do think that I mean, in some ways. Yeah, you're you're right about that. I do wonder. You know, laptops allow us to do it a little bit, um, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, not but then, really. but but not really. And part of the other problem is not necessarily just the screen, but the input, the keyboard. Yes. Yes. Right. And so, 
how then do you do the input? To, and one of the reasons screens are so great is because it's instant reaction and feedback. You know, so when you type, when you when you're interacting with the computer, you can instantly see what you're doing and how it's reacting. And I yeah. think that's really important in a way that you know you don't with audio and you don't with other stuff. And so how then you know if you're moving around, how do you, how can you communicate with what you're trying to do without you know you're taking a whole station with you and that this is a problem um you know so I, then tell me why virtual reality doesn't solve this because i don't think it does but somehow it seems like it should right well and and maybe because you can move well, around apple vision pro comes out maybe that's the answer um i don't know something well i will say that. for example uh uh, I got Bluetooth headphones a couple of years ago. It did change the way I did do things. You know, I had my, my headphones would be connected to my phone, but now that I'm wireless, you know, you put the Bluetooth headphones on and you can, you know, throw a phone somewhere and run around and go outside. And it really does change the way that you sort of interact with stuff a little bit. And so maybe, but mainly auditory, not visual. Yeah. Well now, so let's talk about, VR and AR, it, they're annoying in a lot of ways. They're, but the, and they're kind of, you know, the use cases are especially, you know, like, like, so the Apple Vision Pro, really what it does is it allows you just to have big screens wherever you want them. That's sort of, <laughs> right, right? Still instead of screen. having a Mac in front of you, you're, you now see the room and then there's just a screen, but you can move the screens around. So, you know, maybe, maybe it's, maybe there's like a, um, uh, you know, the way we did, when we solved this problem a little bit with a phone, right? I don't want to be at my computer all the time. I'm cooking in the yeah. kitchen. I want to see a recipe. I want to watch yeah. a video, but I'm not at my computer. How We need something more mobile. And so now we have these cell phones where you can be mobile. Maybe, maybe that is a place for AR headsets where I want to be more mobile and I want to do stuff, you know, but dot 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 so maybe you you put on the lenses to when you walk around and then you take them off and go sit at your desk and use your regular screen because you don't want to be wearing a headset all day um so you know maybe that's maybe that's the way it works uh so there's times when you're more active and times when you're not um but yeah i'm not sure you know if you're if you're jogging i don't know how you send an email while you're well how about you don't don't what jog Send an email oh <laughs> no you should jog just don't try and send an email while you're jogging um yeah yeah so so i i just you know i think uh i'll give you another uh question if you don't have a screen, there's so many, th how do you do things? How do you organize data and files? How do you write, you know? How, how could you write a novel digitally without a screen? You could just speak it. But you can't, right? That's not how writing works. I you write and then that you look at what you wrote it. and you're yeah. like, oh, this is terrible. And you right. take to delete yeah, and yeah. undo and, yep. you know, and like, like, you know, reread, rewrite, retry, like, 
you need to work right. with it. You need to see what you've done. And um, so, I, you know, I just don't know how you do any of that stuff without a screen. So screens in some ways, had, I think, became sort of unsexy. They, they were just like, oh, the old, it's the old way to do stuff. Yeah, you're tethered to a desk, you know, keyboard and mouse. And now the other way, maybe like we don't need to, maybe we just need like better screens. Okay, so now let's talk about the better screens we want. So I want a screen that's very lightweight. I want a screen that that does not take up very much room on my desk, that does not need a huge stand or foot or something because I right now I have two screens on my desk and they just take up my whole desk. I don't like it. And they're heavy and they're just a pain to move around and connect anything to. I would like the screens to be lightweight, not take up much space, very I want the connecting of things to be wireless. Don't want a wire. I just want it, it to connect. Um, well, you laugh, but you know, my phone doesn't have, unless I'm charging it, uh, there's no wires. Yes, there are. Not the wire, the I, screen connects to the computer in the phone. I know. I'm just, I know I get that, but I'm just saying I want, I want it. And I don't want to, you know, like you and I just recently were having a conversation about screens and televisions and stuff. It's like, I don't want to have to uh, hire someone to come in and hang up a screen for me because I don't know how to hang it up and how to run the cords. And I don't want that. I want it to be really easy, really lightweight, mm -hmm. really big. Yeah, that's what I think. I think someone should absolutely improve the screens. Well, I do think they're getting there the not power just the, not just the not just the quality of the visual display which i definitely appreciate the advances remembering that i did use those character user interfaces and just to be clear just to be clear my history includes interacting with computers without screens because screens had not been invented, okay? Mm. I have been around so long, people, that my first interactions with computers were um, either initially through punch cards and then all, later on through little teletype kind of typewriter things. Um, uh, so I, you know, I remember... When screens first came out, very exciting. Uh, <laughs> why, why do I feel like you're doing a Trump impersonation? When you're... <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I wasn't trying just, to. Just your cadence. You, know, you remembered when screens. Um, so, I think, yes, yes, I agree with all of that. I think, and so uh, I do, I do believe me, I appreciate, I appreciate modern screens, but they're still too clunky. And hard to use and large. And um, seriously, can someone tell me why the plug, when you plug things in, it's on the back and you have to put it face down to even get to the plugs? It's like, I don't get it. Like, well, why the, make can it I tell difficult? you the answer? 
you can, but I won't like it. What? The medium term. Obviously, in the future, things will get better. But certainly in the medium term, what needs to happen is uh, I think I think screens need to go to a um, USB uh, standard for, for everything. Yeah, seriously. Right? So, for example, you have a screen... There's like maybe I guess there I guess there's 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 uh, two cables that come out. One's a power cable, and one plugs into whatever you want to plug it. You want to plug it into, or there's a little dock, and, you, yeah. and then you put plug you just one cable you into the dock, into the dock, and then and anything then plugs into the dock, it'll dock. show up on you. Know. Yeah. So I you know I there's that, this this is, doesn't this is seem that there. hard. I don't it know really that. is not. It's gonna um. Yeah, so we're we're getting we're getting there on the screen thing. I do think the um, I I still would like to see uh, screens that uh, I mean, and then there's flexible screens. Would it help if you could take a screen and roll it up in your pocket? I don't know. You know, you know, that, I had a flexible that... piano once. <laughs> Seriously, oh, yeah. they that's been out for a long time. Okay. Is a keyboard. It's kind of cool, but didn't work great. Maybe I should get another one. <laughs> oh, I think, yeah, no, I've seen these before. Roll it rolls it up. it up. It's a keyboard so that you, you roll travel up. Yeah. with it, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, I would. I, I'm. I might check those out and see if that technology's gotten better. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe flexible screen. Uh, the other thing I think that maybe will help will be. Um, if we could, I mean, they tried it with three-dimensional stuff, but if we could ever have uh, a screen that has a little bit of, like, actually, like, a window, you know, so... No, you, I'm not following you. Uh, there's certain stuff that, they, that you can, if you look at a certain screen, it looks like you're looking into a window. Like, if you look through a window, it, looking at a television screen looks different if you, than looking out of a window. Okay. Right, so the screen tech needs to improve so that it kind of looks identical. Like, why are there not fake windows where you go into a restaurant? And you're like, oh, I, I didn't realize that wasn't a real window. It's because the screens aren't good enough. They're not bright enough. The mm. the mm. thing is not there. There's no parallax. Mm. Is that what it's called? Where you kind of go yeah, from one yeah. to so you know so like so you could see screen tech moving in that direction too, where you have yeah um, you know so so Windows Windows is finally going to get there. It's been it's been forty five years, and Windows will finally look like a window. Um, I, it's as screens do get brighter, that will help though, because like if you look outside on a sunny day. Yeah. It's like a gadrillion lumens. It's so bright on your face. Right. Whereas if you look at a screen now, it's like 400. So right. you can kind of use a screen in a dark room and it, oh, it's kind of bright. But like really you need that sort of, that's yeah. the whole thing with HDR brightness. I'm not going to go there. Um, so there are obviously improvements that need to happen with screens. I think that the that the response from a UX perspective, the responsiveness is really important. Mm -hmm. Is it the most responsive technology thing we have, a screen? Where when you you do something, and you get feedback, and humans really need that feed instant feedback, the way that when you write on a piece of paper, right, you get instant feedback of what you're doing because 
it's in the real world. I, I don't, you know, I just, I'm preparing a, a, a session I'm going to give about feedback. I think it's next week. And uh, I don't think that, I think um, the amount and type and of feedback, we've, I think we've gone backwards a little bit. So, yes, humans need feedback. They like feedback. Um, but the feedback's got to be accurate and useful. I don't know that we always do that. But, yeah, yeah, you can give pretty accurate feedback on a screen. You know, the thing that we probably should talk about next time, because I don't think we have time. You know, we've, we've been ta you've been talking about how we interact, and you mentioned briefly the keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> and then we, we didn't go back to that. To the keyboard, yeah. yeah. So we probably... We probably need to tackle that coming up pretty soon, Guthrie, because right now, using a screen, the, we usually interact with a keyboard and talk about a technology that has been around a long time, <laughs> hasn't had many changes, really, yeah, from yeah. an interface point of view. I mean, I know there's been a lot of tech. Microsoft changes. is going to be adding a copilot key. Oh, oh, there you go. That'll, there you go. That's a big change. No, Replacing I, the Windows key. There's just, uh, you know, the QWERTY keyboard invented in the 1880s, I think. So, which has a its own very weird uh, and 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 ar argumented, if that's a word, history. Um, you know, really, <laughs> that's that's what that's what we've that's what we're still using. And the mouse, which doesn't, and the mouse, which um, I don't know if you've heard some of there was a there's a great podcast about um in china about the keyboard and what what because that's a whole that's a whole nother thing so yeah i think we if we're going to stick with screens guthrie then the next thing we have to tackle is the key is the input well i mean output. i don't i think it's you know with all with the ai with ai stuff and this is going to get into i i still don't i still don't understand why we can't get um a digital keyboards right a like like a like a camera looks at my key, like why can't why can't i type like this and the ai look at my fingers and figure out what i'm typing right like th this should not be hard it should not be hard to figure out where my fingers are going or if I'm but doing it this way. why would you be typing? Ah, here you go. This is perfect. You're in your kitchen, right? You're cooking. You got your cell phone. You're watching your videos, okay? Yeah. You get an email from your boss saying, hey, what's the status of this project? Okay? You got marinara on the stove. You, you can't, you don't want to leave it. So what you do, your phone has a flight, time of flight sensor which is like a little LiDAR thing. So it's mapping your things, okay? You pull up your email program, okay? 
And then instead of like typing this whole thing, right? You just use, or, or you, 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 you say like, like, Hey, like uh, AI bot, I need to send an email to my boss, Greg. And it pulls up the application with the email. And then, and you just go like this. You mean in the air? In the air or on the, on the surface, you know, you're tapping away. Right. And then, and then, and so you can actually use a keyboard, not at your keyboard. And then it fills it out because the AI could, you should be well, able to predict where your fingers are. In your facial air. recognition. There's only so many combinations. In that situation, in the air would be useful because you probably have food on your fingers and you don't want to be touching your screen. I mean, but, you know, but, or, or wherever. Right. But like, but there, I don't understand why we don't have the ability to just type and be able to type wherever, whenever that kind of thing, like that would make life really easy. Um, yeah, it's interesting. You know, right. uh, another another way, like maybe we should all learn like AI SL, like AI sign language, where we could do like a thing, like learn sign language in some ways, and then you could communicate with an AI through sign, so that we could like spell out stuff on a train without people like seeing what's going on. With like, well, they'd see you. No, I guess, I guess, I guess that's true. But you wouldn't, at least you wouldn't have. Yeah. So I know, but at least, but at least this with the fingers, I'm angry about that. Um, uh, the, the same, the same with a mouse, right? Like, why can't I take my phone, walk into any room that has the television, one cable into the bottom of my phone. And the, now I have a computer on my TV and Samsung tried to do this with decks. So props to decks but well no one used it so whatever and then so then and then it's up there on the screen and i just go like this you know and i can just use windows like this and i open up an email do boop and then i tap in the type in the air right do what i want you know and you and you could do this on any on any uh, uh uh you know keyboard or sorry any screen so so you have your phone which is your portable keyboard and you walk around and then and then you can just interact with your finger in the air and doing like that. And that's basically AR. You could have screens in a bunch of different places and do it that way, you know, or even have like a projector in your phone where you could, if you have a wall, you just project and you do it that way. So I think there are ways that we can get more mobile, um, but you still need that screen. But yeah, why do, why do we need, why haven't, why don't we have good physical um, AI replacements for keyboards and mice? There you go. <laughs> work on it. You work on it. Sure. All right, Guthrie, before we go. Yes. Uh, and I said I was going to do this at the beginning. Oh, my God. We're the why, worst. Why do, why do we never We're do We're so bad. We're so bad at marketing. Someone please say this. <laughs> Someone help us. Help us, please. Okay. We have... Uh. We have, if you would like to up your skills or up the skills of your team, we have some ways to do that. So we have a, a, a in-person workshop in Columbus, Ohio, the Behavioral Design Workshop on May 16th. We have uh, an in-person workshop in Columbus, on, I don't remember the date, Guthrie. Get this for me. 
uh, on UX leadership. And the date of that is? Date of that is... Second. That is going to be. Where is my account? Your events. No hosting. I am. I went to meetup.com. That's the wrong. You don't even know where our event is. Uh, Eventbrite, Eventbrite, sorry. Eventbrite, So what's the date of the UX leadership in person (laughs) workshop in in, uh, Ohio? The uh, total events, the behavioral design is May 16th, and the other one... UX leadership. UX leadership is Mm -hmm. the... uh, June 4th. June 4th. I'm sorry that took so long. I had to yes, log into seven different <laughs> things. That was All right. And then we have an online behavioral design workshop that Smashing is hosting. Yep. And that uh, that's over the course of several different days. So it's kind of complicated. It's Monday, Tuesday, and then next week, Monday, Tuesday. Anyway, that starts on May 6th. That's through uh, smashing. So Guthrie, if people are interested in signing up for the in-person workshops, how, where would they go? Uh, they are going to go to info at the teamw.com. You can email and I'll get you in touch or you can go to Eventbrite um, and uh, take a look for those two events in the Columbus area. One is just called behavioral design workshop and the other is called UX leadership workshop. Yep. Um, and if you're interested in the uh, smashing workshop, just go to smashing.com. Calm. All right. Well, I'm sorry that that would that was like maybe maybe we should have kept the screen thing a little tighter, but it was a little. It was it was, it was there's a lot of interesting stuff in there, yeah. and I, um, I, I think too often we get caught up in these hype cycles. Yeah. In tech, and what's next, and what's next, and what's next, and yeah, maybe we should appreciate the things we have more often, like screens. Aww. Let's appreciate the things we have in our lives. It's a good, it's a good note to end on. So um, I, ho- I hope you can stay warm. Stay warm. Well, hey, it's not. <laughs> it's way colder where you are. Oh, okay. Than where I am. So it's cold here, but it is not. It's not, not negative, that bad. Negative whatevers. So, uh, yeah, I will talk to you very soon. Thanks for chatting. Um, right. Thanks everyone, and we'll uh, ha- have a great warm rest of your week. Sounds good. Thanks. Bye. Bye.